surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About It. This is your host, Taylor, and today's episode is a very special one. We're getting real personal, y'all. I'm uh, I'm going to share some new updates and I'm very, very excited to welcome back Kira to the show. She is the Astrology on Instagram and I don't know if y'all remember, but we did a birthday episode back in July and she had some, she had some relationships predictions for me. And uh, we're going to follow back up with that today. And then we're also going to have my lovely dear friend Vanessa back on the podcast. She's had a recent engagement. And y'all know whenever I got relationship stuff, I like to chat it through with my girl. So <laughs> there's going to be a lot that uh, that I share today in this episode. And just for context, um, I'm recording this intro now, day before it airs, uh, recorded episode with Kira and Vanessa or the interviews with Kira and Vanessa um, late last week. So as many of you have seen by now at this point, I'm guessing on my Instagram um, at Tamoka, I am in a relationship with Toronto Lover. And uh, I guess I can just call him Zach now. <laughs> um, he is, his face is now there on my Instagram. He's a real person with a real, <laughs> with a real face, a handsome one. And um, he's here with me now. Uh, when, when I recorded these interviews, he was not here yet. And I had not uh, posted him on Instagram yet. Um, so a little bit of context there. But uh, yeah, I hope that this episode, it'll give you, well, first, Kira is going to make a few predictions, which make me really nervous. And uh, I'm going to kind of talk through with Vanessa a bit of how Zach and I met and, you know, how we came to be in a relationship a little bit and uh, what our relationship kind of looks like now a bit. And I guess one thing I just want to say before you listen to Kira and Vanessa's interviews is just that, as always, I hope that you listen with an open mind, open heart, and open ears. And remember that... (laughs) you know, it is really vulnerable to share these things, especially um, about relationships that the cancer in me just wants to protect with all my might and like have mama bear come out. Um, So I am very excited uh, to share him and to share our relationship, but it also is kind of a scary thing at the same time. Um, You know, we definitely, I guess one thing we didn't actually talk about in either of these interviews is why I hadn't shared him um, at least like fully beforehand. And Y'all know in the past, um, when I have posted, I've said, you know, okay, this isn't my boyfriend, but I think it's important that we share some of the gray areas in dating and that can help relieve some of the pressure on, you know, this big reveal of like, this is my boyfriend and, you know, all the pressures that kind of then come along with that in the public eye. Um, And 
I still kind of shared him throughout and that felt really authentic and that felt good. And I don't think either one of us wanted to um, kind of unveil his privacy and us not uh, be fully on the same page and um, feel secure with where we were at in our relationship. And now we're at that point. Um, As you'll hear with Vanessa and with Kira, um, we've been together um, in this kind of relationship format since like early August. Um, so waited quite a while to, (laughs) uh, share that we're committedly dating, um, and have also waited quite a while. It's been over a year since I met him, uh, to actually like share his face. It's probably one of the slowest, uh, developing relationships I've ever had. Um, but, but yeah, I could keep going on. He's fantastic. I'm very happy and I'm very excited to share, uh, this episode with you. So I hope you enjoy it. And, um, I appreciate all the support that y'all give to me and my relationships and it means a lot. So thank you. And with all of this now, let's talk about it. All right. So welcome back to the show, Kira. Thank you so much for coming back on. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah. So I got to say, I was somewhat skeptical from our last recording when at the end, you had a little prediction for what August might bring. And uh, we're going to go through kind of what happened then and <laughs> where where we're at today a little bit. Um, so again, really appreciate you coming back on and, and being open to chat about this stuff um, and maybe see if there's anything to come in the future as well. But um, last time we talked was for my birthday, uh, which was in July and kind of went through, uh, you know, my whole chart and feel like I learned a lot from that. And we talked about relationship predictions because it was a Venus retrograde, which ruled Mm -hmm. the seventh house in relationships. Um, and you were saying, you know, I think there's going to be a a moment, a main moment in relationships in August and that things were going to change, that there was going to be a profound moment. And I was kind of freaked out. I was like, am I going to be pregnant? Like what is, (laughs) what is, (laughs) talking about um and yeah things things happened in august um my toronto lover aries man that i was telling you about uh came and visited in he he flew in august 1st so it wasn't wasn't too long after we recorded (laughs) that that he like purchased a ticket for august 1st and immediately you came in my head and i was like (gasps) august 1st I was like, dang, she, she knew something. And, um, yeah, he was supposed to be here for about a month, ended up having to go back after two weeks because of work. And, um, yeah, like the, he flew in the first and then on the ninth, he was like, I, I want to be boyfriend and girlfriend. I want to actually date. So I was like, (laughs) "Mm, this is a profound moment. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So were you, were you expecting it? Um, I mean, in some ways, yeah. Cause I was like, how could you not? No, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I, I would have felt su- 
I, I definitely would have been disappointed and surprised if he hadn't felt that way. Um, but I still was, I think, anticipating and preparing myself for more of what it had kind of been. Um, but then I did also, like, I had your voice in the back of my head. Like, I'm not going to lie. I legit was like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, so things are going to change in August. And, like, I don't really know how that's going to go. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely wasn't expecting it so soon in the trip because I was like, what, eight days that he had been here that he then was like, okay, I've came to my decision and like, this is what I want with you. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, well, hold on. Now I got to think about like, what do I want with you? Like, are we going to be on the same page with what we want with this? Um, but yeah, you basically came to that prediction because of Venus and retrograde and what that meant for relationships. And that just like blows my mind that like you could kind of anticipate something like that. I mean... Granted, it's still somewhat vague. You weren't like, you're going to be in a relationship, but like that something, you know, profound was going to happen within my relationship space because of Mm -hmm. what was happening with the moon and stars and the planets. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, mainly I was looking at, um, yes, Venus retrograde for sure. Um, but also Uranus stationed retrograde right on top of your descendant, which is a very sensitive point in the chart having to do with relationships and other people. Um, It's basically like the point of the Western horizon. So Uranus stationed actually like a couple days after he left. But it's funny because Uranus um, kind of will bring unexpected change of events. So that's why I was looking at, you know, August for that. But also it's funny how he kind of had to like unexpectedly like switch course and and leave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I kind of knew like from when he left in June to when he finally came in August, like he had been saying, you know, well, work might open back up, you know, so I want to be able to come for a month. And that was kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, he's much slower paced than I am. Like he's, he has a lot of patience and I'm like, yeah. now. And <laughs> he, um, he wanted to make sure that he'd be able to stay for a whole month. So it kind of kept getting pushed back, pushed back. And in my head, I was like, watch when you finally do come, it will have wasted all this time. A whole month will have gone by that your ass could have been out here, but instead you were dilly dallying along <laughs> and we're going to be frustrated because then you're going to get here and it'll be like a weekend you have to leave. And so when yeah. he did come August 1st and then had to leave like two weeks after being here, I was like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're in a station on August 15th. So literally what? like... <laughs> Yeah, on the nose, on the nose with that one. Oh my um, gosh, that is wild. So, <laughs> I know. It's it's astrology continuously amazes amazes me, and I do it all the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, I want to take a short break right here because y'all have seen this on my Instagram. I've posted them a few times and I'm really happy to share Equilibria here on the podcast as a new sponsor. So honestly, I want to talk about what makes Equilibria different, okay? Because this is one of like the key important uh, factors for me in deciding to work with them and even deciding to use their products. So their dedication to producing the highest quality, ethically sourced, fully traceable, third-party tested CBD products is like no other. They own their own farm and supply chain and they oversee the production in-house from start to finish. They follow all the strict farming practices that a medical hemp farm would use, even though they don't have to. 
major key. And I also want to share two reasons why you will get the most out of out of the Equilibria products. Uh, their product is derived from the hemp flower only, which is the purest source of CBD. And every Equilibria customer is assigned a dosage, dosage specialist who has a professional background in, can, in cannabis. So you can almost kind of think of this as like your your CBD, your dosage counselor. And they work with you one-on-one to understand your goals and help you come up with a customized routine because everyone's bodies and needs are different. So there's no such thing as a one-size as a one size fits all type of thing for a CBD routine. Um, so I highly, highly, highly recommend checking out Equilibria. Um, they are so supportive and have so many resources available for you. Um, you can try Equilibria. Go to myeq.com and use code Taylor Nolan for 15% off for new users. That's M-Y-E-Q dot com with my code Taylor Nolan. It's been my favorite CBD site with lots of items to choose from. The whole setup of the website is also very beautiful. So you'll feel feel real fancy. <laughs> but with all of that said, uh, super happy to have Equilibria as a new sponsor of the podcast. And we can now get right back to the show. Um, so what, when are you guys going to see each other again? Uh, well, he... Well, I guess... When this episode airs, he'll be here. Um, okay. So, and when's that? October. He gets here Saturday. Okay. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. He gets cool, here Saturday. Cool. So then, by the time this airs, he'll have been here for almost a week. Almost a cool. week. Yeah. That's interesting because yeah, this um, the Mercury retrograde coming up October thirteenth mm-hmm. is um, is actually going to it's stationing retrograde like right on top of your ascendant. So that, that point of the Eastern horizon that represents you. So you have this Mercury retrograde stationing. Um, So yeah, I don't know. To me, that just seems like it's like another iteration of the story. Um, Especially because it's like, it's tying those same degrees of like the Mm -hmm. Uranus retrograde and all that. There's going to be a full moon on mm-hmm. Halloween, um, that's pretty close to your ascendant descendant too. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot going on for you when it comes to relationship stuff. Yeah. Um, not to mention the full moon today, which is an Aries full moon, mm. um, which both of us have Aries moon. So mm-hmm. it's our lunar return. Yeah. Um, and then he like is an Aries. So that's right, like going right. to impact him significantly. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I sure, I'm sure. I mean, I think, you know, it depends on where his son is in Aries and mm-hmm. if this is actually like kind of hitting him in a certain way, but I'm sure he'll feel it. Like, I think all of us are feeling mm-hmm. this full moon. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's cool because, yeah, your Mercury is going to be stationing um, shortly around the time it sounds like he comes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a, a couple of days after. Um, yeah. And so... Yeah, there's that. I don't know. I feel like with the Mercury retrograde, I don't think it's something to worry about. I feel like it's just going to be like, okay, well, one, you're seeing him again. So there's a return aspect to it, Mm -hmm. um, which makes sense. But then I think, two, it's just likely going to be about like, okay, renegotiating some stuff. And like, Mm -hmm. obviously, you're going to have to talk about your relationship Mm -hmm. and the distance aspect of it. So, um, yeah, I think the, the retrograde kind of speaks to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, there's still so many conversations to be having on so many things. I feel like 
re renegotiating things is like always in the works just because our world and you know the state at which we're living in is mm-hmm. co- feels like it's constantly changing these days um totally. which causes individual reconfiguration but then also like as a couple reconfiguration um mm-hmm. i'm cur- i'm like wondering too, now that we're talking about this like okay full moon um on Halloween and then like just a few days after Halloween is going to be an election. Yeah, Mercury stations on the day on the morning of the election. Oh, Lord so help the us. last time that happened was uh the year 2000 and I don't know if you remember what happened in the year 2000 where you know we couldn't count all of the votes and it kind of went into this whole thing with Florida and I was like seven, yeah. so I don't remember that. But I do okay. remember. I do remember people thinking that like the world was going to end at two thousand. Yeah, because they couldn't. Like there was just this whole controversy around you know certain ballots in mm-hmm. Florida and if it was going to go to um, Gore or Bush, and obviously ended up going to, to Bush. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, this the election. The astrology around this election is gnarly. Like. <laughs> So, so, so gnarly. I'm going to really hope that this October 13th reconfiguration is to get my ass up to Canada before all this fuckery. Well, I was going to say, so, um, you know, expect there to be some unexpected twists and turns over this Mercury retrograde because Uranus is involved. And then um, the full moon, I think the full moon is going to be like the Mm -hmm. big reveal and you'll probably be able to like, be like, okay, this is how we're going to move forward. Um, don't ex- like expect there to be conversations yeah. throughout like a three week period. Like don't expect there to be like one conversation and that's the end because things are going to, yeah, you know, things mm-hmm. are going to be coming mm-hmm. out of nowhere. You'll be like, okay, now we have to pivot. You know what I mean? Oh, goodness. Goodness. <laughs> goodness gracious. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. I mean, I think that, you know, it's just one of those things like you're rolling with the punches. But the cool thing is, is that you have your Mars is in like a nice, a nice angle to your ascendant and descendant. So all these Mm. things that are happening kind of like still feeds, I would say, um, supportive energy towards you. So I don't Mm. really see it as something that's like, you know coming out of left field and like blowing things up in a bad way. Yeah. And something might come out of left field and blow things up in a good way. You know what I mean? But I think in the end, it's still supportive of you. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Well, that's good that the stars yeah. are in support of me right now. That yeah. I, I appreciate y'all. Thank <laughs> the you. The chaos supports you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I think like some of this, you know, of like expect things that maybe you wouldn't expect to happen are also just kind of like uh, a mantra of life in general to try to follow, Mm -hmm. to be open-minded, to knowing that like things are going to change and that change is only constant. And even even just talking about, um, you know... It makes me so nervous because especially now, especially after you being on last time and then we're like, oh, like things did happen. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, what are all the possible things that could happen? But I know. I mean, 
I think the way that we have approached our relationship is that all of our conversations are always ongoing. That like there's very few conversations that are like, okay, we had that talk and now we're done. Um, Mm -hmm. Like certainly Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, we've got clarification on that and we're on the same page and now we don't need to continue discussing it. But also knowing that um, in the future things might change and that we're open to revisiting that and seeing what that looks like. Um, But yeah, knowing that the astrology around the election is gnarly and that October 13th might bring some unexpected things. (laughs) I'm just like, can I manifest that this is, I'm in like BC? Well, the thing, okay. So kind of talking about that, you know, you are in this fourth house activation. Hmm. Um, And so the fourth house is all about home and family and where you're physically rooted. Um, And so yeah, I, you know, with that being said, like that's when people turn 27, they yeah. tend to move. You said that 27 um, is like the year of like homecoming. And I was like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a pivot point. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that next year, actually, um, May, June of next year is, I think, going to be sort of like the the main event of 2021. Mm. There's a lot happening with eclipses, you have Jupiter changing signs. There's a lot happening. But um, mm-hmm. in particular, at the end of May, around Memorial Day weekend, I don't have the date on the top of my head, but mm-hmm. um, there's an eclipse uh, that's going to be pretty much like on top of your Venus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's the sun's going to be on your Venus, the moon will be in Sag. But I think that also kind of speaks to a pivot point as well um, in regards to the relationship and like how things are progressing. Like I wouldn't... I'm just saying, I wouldn't be surprised if you did move. <laughs> There's, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> you know, by some point in the next, you know, six to eight months, um, it looks mm-hmm. like that's definitely going to be, you know, a topic of conversation at the bare minimum. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely has been already. Yeah. And I think even in last episode on my birthday, you were saying that you you see, foresee a move of some kind. So you were asking, you know, if, if I had plans for that. And I was like, well, I'd love to live in Canada. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like the last like two years, I'm like, I would like to live in Canada. Um, but yeah, in May of 2021 will be when my lease is up for my apartment. Mm, so who okay. knows what will happen then. But I've also been very like, if I mean, right now the border is closed. So hopefully that changes. When that changes, mm-hmm. yo, my ass is getting in that car. <laughs> we're packing up Lil. We're packing up some plants. Yes. And I'm I'm going. I'm going. I love that. I love that for you, especially because like come June, July, well, May, June is going to be like Jupiter in your fifth house. And so the fifth house is all about love and pleasure and creativity. I love these houses. They're like speaking to the the cancer in me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So, so yeah, Jupiter entering that part of your chart, it's only going to be there for two and a half months. It's coming back in 2022, but it's sort of like giving you a preview of what 2022 might be like. And also just, I just feel like it's going to bring you a lot of like good, juicy, like feel good session stuff. Like, I I just feel like that's going to be a really exciting time for you. Mm. Um, May, June, July. I think it's still there on your birthday. Let me look. Okay. Um, yeah, it's still going to be there on your birthday too. So you kind of get that energy to kind of carry you through your 20, 28th year as well. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, that looks like fun, creative projects. That looks like great sex. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just like all the good things. Lots of fun. Yes. There's, I mean, I'll talk about this more with with Vanessa, but yeah, there's an episode I did with Dr. Do It. I think it was episode 104. And I I shared about... um, taking my first full load of cum in my mouth. And that was like his nickname. I was like, yeah, full load of cum guy. Full load of cum (laughs) in my mouth, man. Full load in my mouth, man. Um, But yeah, no, sex is absolutely fantastic with him. Even like over a year now. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I just, he sent me this, um, oh gosh, I posted it in my story. And it was like the most accurate thing I think I've ever seen uh, in terms of like how I could identify myself. Um, (laughs) And my favorite part about it was that he was like, (laughs) um, what did he say? He said, thought of you. And the tweet is being with my boyfriend is never enough for me. I roll emoji. I want to live in his (laughs) balls and be a sperm aid. (laughs) Oh my God. That is the most cancer shit I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) I was like, yes, I will be a sperm aid (laughs) right now all the time. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, okay. Just one more thing about that. This whole Ju- Jupiter in your fifth house. The fifth uh-huh. house is also pregnancy, fertility. Um, I, I, oh, I have to put it out there. You know, it will likely be a time where you're more fertile than usual. Okay. Um, so I just want to let you know, because it's like, yeah, fun, juicy, amazing sex, but also that Jupiter is expanding this part of your life that has to do with creation, which is like your yeah. creativity, your self-expression, but also creating babies. Um, and you said home <laughs> too, right? You said home. Well, that's the fourth house. That's the fourth, fourth house. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Jupiter is actually going to be moving through there for most of 2021. So that it is bringing a lot of um, expansion to that part of your life too. Mm-hmm. But for those two and a half months in the middle of the year, it'll be in Pisces and like blowing up that Ooh. that juicy loving part of your your chart <laughs> so just so you know I just didn't want to say I didn't warn you you, you know yes. what I mean like <laughs> you're we're putting it out there now um he's gonna be scared to listen to this uh but, but just, yeah you know if you don't want that just to be extra cautious yes um because yeah yeah those are the significations Yes. Well, I'm going to have to be like real intentional about protection around that time then. Um, And like all of this, at least, you know, through 2021, for the most part, sounds like very positive. And like, I feel like future me is thriving right now. Like hearing this, I'm like, I feel like I'm living in Canada, happy with my boo and like thriving and having a fan, a bunch of great sex. Um, but I'm also like, are there things I should be like worried about or like things that are like, maybe, I don't know, a house of like death or something that's like (laughs) looming over me to like be aware of like all of these sound really great and like things to look forward to but is there anything that maybe is like scary yeah I mean I wouldn't say scary I can definitely point out things that might be contentious Mm -hmm. so um for one there's Uranus and Saturn are going to be squaring off meaning they're forming this 90 degree angle with each other which is a very contentious, like confrontational Mm. sort of vibe. 
Um, and that's kind of taking us through 2021. So that's, it's like mm-hmm. really big in January and it's kind of coming on and off throughout the year. Um, that's going to be happening between your seventh house and your fourth house. So we're talking home stuff and partnership relationship stuff. Mm. So there, there could be some sort of clashes in regards to like, you know, maybe where you're going to live, how you're going to mm-hmm. live, like issues regarding that, yeah. um, that might come up. And I think that's, it just kind of forces us to be like, it, it's almost like, you know, Uranus wants to change things and mm-hmm. like, just make them better. And, you know, it's like, fuck the old in yeah. the new sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Saturn wants to maintain, um, maintain integrity, tradition, mm-hmm. like Saturn wants the structure. And so you have the structure piece going on in your fourth house of home hmm. and you just like really wanting to be rooted somewhere. I think the, that's kind of where it shows up. The cancer and in the me. seventh house. <laughs> yeah. And then the seventh house is like the Uranus being there. It's just like, yeah, well let's change stuff up or, you know, just mm-hmm. almost like unexpected things happening that might like threaten that sense of brooding hmm. and security. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will likely be like coming from the relationship or coming from yeah. like, something in his life. Well, his Aries ass is so spontaneous and <laughs> is like, you know, let's, let's go live in Thailand for three months and let's, yeah. <laughs> and, and if I'm yeah. in like nesting cancer mode, then that certainly would create a lot of conversations to be had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's like one thing. The other thing is there's where the eclipses are happening um, is between your second house and your eighth house. So this is like a money resources mm. access. Mm-hmm. Um, and it basically is pulling you towards, um, you know, shared resources. And more than just that, it's a lot to do with like relying on other people and like mm. allowing yourself to be assisted, be helped by others. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be difficult for a lot of people, especially when you're like self-made and yeah been doing shit, you know, mm-hmm. for you this whole time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there is this sort of, that's kind of a, a big part of, I think 27 in mm-hmm. particular for you is being like, okay, like what are my resources? What are their resources? How, like, how can I allow myself to be taken care of mm-hmm. um, when someone else is wanting to take care of me and then vice versa? Like, how can I take care of someone, um, you know, without... Mm-hmm. And there's just something having to do with like power struggles or like, um, you know, not wanting to give too much of yourself away because you're Mm -hmm. one, afraid of being a burden Mm -hmm. and then two, afraid of like people burdening you. Mm -hmm. And there's just like this whole thing with that that kind of will probably come up a lot. Um, It's like unlearning a lot of patterning really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's been a huge part of just dating him in general because he's so nice. And I'm like, yeah. ah, are you sure? <laughs> so yeah, that yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, good things to be aware of. And I'm really, I say scared, but it's like just nervousness and excitement. But like totally. also scared uh, to maybe follow up in another six months and see. And I feel like I'll be sitting here like, yeah, well, you said this. And now this happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, hit me up. I'm around. Yes. I'm totally down. Yes. Well, if people want to like book sessions with you which I highly recommend because I'm like this wasn't even maybe like a full complete session but already there's like so much to take away from it and things that like are very tangibly helpful to be aware of um, Mm -hmm. and to be able to like reflect on it and process even more 
more. Um, so I know you have your podcast, Astrology Show, but also if people wanted to find you, um, book something with you, how could they find you? Yeah. So I actually just opened up my schedule today for like November and December and it's mm. November's already booked out. I don't know if by the time, <laughs> I don't know if by the time this comes out that there'll be spots left in December, but, yeah. um, you know, for the future, mm-hmm. um, you can find me at thestrology.com and, you know, you can book from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm at the astrology on Instagram mm-hmm. at the astrology underscore and Twitter. Um, and yeah, I have a lot of really exciting things that I'm coming out with in 2021. So that's sort of why I have like very limited availability Mm -hmm. for the rest of this year. Yeah. I'm planning mode. This Mars retrograde has me like Mm. major strategy mode. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, astrology.com. Yeah. And last time we talked to you, you were planning to move to LA and I know you've moved four times in the last three months. So where are you at girl? (laughs) I am finally in LA. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good. Um, I've been like first, uh, yeah, I moved here and then I moved like to the suburbs and then I moved mm. to Joshua Tree because of the fires. Yeah. And now I'm finally like in LA for the next couple of months and then I'm going to get my own place at some point. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm sending all the positive vibes out to you. Um, I Thank super you. appreciate you showing up here and um, we'll have all the episode, uh, all the links to your resources in the episode notes for all of you lovely listeners to check out. Um, and thank you so much again, Kira. Thanks for having me. Good luck with everything. <laughs> Welcome, Vanessa, back to the show. <laughs> Always good to be here, Taylor. Yes. So today we're going <laughs> to... I'm so nervous. Today we're going to chat about our relationships a bit. We're going to kind of interview each other, but also just have a conversation per usual. But we know that y'all will have some questions about some of the stuff that neither one of us have really talked about yet. So we're going to do that today. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to myself too. I know. I'm like dropping my phone and stuff. I'm like, there's nothing for me to be embarrassed about or you know, scared to talk about. Yeah, I don't think there's any like there's nothing I feel embarrassed about either, but I think it is just a little nerve-wracking like sharing yeah. uh p- personal vulnerable things. And I think it's a lot different when it's like, you know, when it's happening all on TV and people are already seeing it versus, yeah. you know, creating that and being in that in your own personal life and then being like this is what's going on and then knowing that like a bunch mm-hmm. of people are going to have all kinds of opinions about it. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess what's, well, obviously what we're talking about here for me is going to be talking about my engagement and my wedding. That's probably yeah. going to happen in like 30 years because of COVID. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, we'll talk I about mean, that. listen, at the rate that I'm going and the rate that Taylor's going, like Josh and I are going like, you know, like, doo, 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 and then Taylor, what? <laughs> say his name. Yeah, Zach. Okay. Taylor and Zach are like, bah, 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 bah. so we're kind of at the same speed and we're How? probably going to get time. We're probably going to have kids at the same time. Why do you say, what makes you say that? I just feel like my, your relationship with Zach started slow and then it went full force real quick. And now, mm-hmm. especially with everything I don't know what we're going to discuss specifically, <laughs> but especially with the topics that you and him 
and me have been having, um, you're making about, serious convers- serious decisions. Yeah. How you wouldn't common law marry me? Oh, yes. That is, that is exactly yeah. <laughs> what I'm talking about. Me marrying you. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get into that, like, serious conversation stuff. Um, let's, uh, let's start with you. <laughs> so you're engaged. Yeah, girl. Wild. Ooh, look at that shine. Yeah. Shiny, shiny, right. shiny, shiny, shiny. Yeah. All this. Na, 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 I've been losing my mind. <laughs> my migraine's going to come back by the end of this. <laughs> Shaking your um, hair all, head all around. Yeah, but I'm yeah. engaged. I had no idea that he was going to propose. So we were heading to Quebec City. Uh, and it was really funny because uh, Josh was like, since it's COVID, we can't travel anywhere. I mean, this is yeah. the longest Taylor and I have gone without seeing each other physically in person. It's so hard and <laughs> so long, but we speak every day. And yeah. obviously, so do Josh and Taylor because mm-hmm. Taylor was in on this proposal situation. In My on family it. was in on it too. Mm-hmm. So this is the first relationship that I'm in that I don't think about timelines like I'm a timeline kind of girl it was just yeah, my birthday you're not you're not with the gray area you're like I'm, mm. I'm a lot better with the gray areas than I was like yes. before I met you um <laughs> so like in the last four years I've evolved and yes you have this is the first time that I don't think how long we've been dating when is he going to propose like mm-hmm. how long how long after are we going to get married when are we going to have kids I'm 33 years old. My timeline, I is I am so off with my timeline, but everything that I've ever wanted has happened to me. And that yeah. is the most important part. So when he proposed, of course, I was like completely shocked. And then mm-hmm. the most romantic part of the proposal is him telling me that he sent my family, my friends, an itinerary. So everyone knew when we were going for yeah. dinner, when he was going to walk up the, um, the gate with me and propose to me. Mm-hmm. And then I started realizing we're one step closer to starting a family. So I'm like, oh my God, this is, there's so many conversations happening now between when Mm -hmm. are we getting married, um, talking about family and Mm -hmm. all that exciting stuff that naturally comes with, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, the the next step. But we're also in a position where we don't know when COVID is going to end and we could have a wedding, but the wedding is going to be covid style so you can't dance Mm -hmm. uh if we do that that between now and next year and i want to have a party i want to celebrate our love dance and celebrate so i don't know what's gonna happen but all i know Mm -hmm. is that he's a person that i want to spend the rest of my life with and whether baby happens first or wedding happens first we're just happy to Mm -hmm. be together and to start our life together Yeah. And even though you weren't, you know, kind of checking month by month time frame as to what was happening in your relationship, I do feel like very early on, it was like pretty fucking clear that like y- y'all were going to get engaged, y'all were going to get married, y'all are going to have kids together, that it was like, this is it for the two of you. And even though you were like surprised and like didn't know that he was going to propose like at that moment, like, Y'all both knew that yeah. like this was going to be for it. the two of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's so funny because the passion and intensity that I felt 
for Josh at the beginning of the relationship. Taylor is there right now in her relationship with Zach. And I laugh about it. Like she'll call me crying tears of joy because she's just so overwhelmed with how sweet he is and all the cute things that he does for her and the little surprises. And Taylor was so skeptical of Josh at the beginning of our relationship because I was in Seattle and I had never met him. And he had messaged Taylor asking for her address and um, sent me a bouquet. And I still have the card, by the way. I kept the card. Oh, good. A bouquet of Kit Kats. And she's like, I don't know, girl. Like, (laughs) you were so skeptical. And I'm like, okay, sweetest thing ever. I was skeptical because he had like slid in your DM. And so I was immediately like, my guard is up. Like, yeah. mm-mm, what's he trying to get out of this? Like, she's trying to put on like a happy face of like, I'm going to meet all the things that, you know, she's that I know she's looking for. But meanwhile, maybe I'm not actually all those things. And after getting to know him, he really is all those things. Him. Yeah, exactly. But after getting to know him, like all of those things really are so authentic to him. Yeah. And so even that initial thing, while from an outsider's perspective I was like Mm-mm. like w- what are you putting on was actually very authentic of him and I think that that takes time to be able to see and I think I was very open to getting to know him and, and allowing him to show us that but show yeah the kick kick <laughs> Oh my god, we're a thruple. Well, now we're not. We're four. Why the whole time after you're engaged, you're like, is Taylor here? Is Taylor here? He's like, I'm another surprise screen. I'm like, oh my god, Taylor is waiting for me on the bed in the hotel. I'm so excited to get there. But actually, he had placed um, a heart of Kit Kats mm-hmm. on the bed. And I think that was part of your idea, too, to like add in the Kit Kats, which yeah. is so funny. So I say this. Full circle. I say, I tell this to everyone, you're my friend who lives in another country, and yet you're my friend who is the closest to Josh. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, you guys created such a special and, and unique relationship and friendship. And I'm so grateful for that because that's what you want. When you're dating someone, you want your yeah. friends to vouch. As much as you want your friends to vouch for you, especially when you're in an argument, you also... Mm-hmm. Part of you is like, but I want you to protect my partner so that, you know, I I know that they're a good person, but right now I'm so mad at them. I can't see Mm -hmm. anything positive, but your friend is the one that vouches for them. And yeah, Mm -hmm. you do that with him all the time. Well, I mean, whenever we argue. (laughs) When when it comes up. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's like what, when people talk about, you know, keep the conflicts in the relationship, don't talk about it with your friends. And that's because people always think that, you know, your friends are just only going to take your side and are then going to like bash your partner if you're like struggling with your partner or not liking something that they're doing that your friends are just gonna be like yeah well fuck him he's an asshole yeah. and I think it is so important to be able to hold both right that like one person can be hurting and another person can be not being in their best light right mm-hmm. like all these things can exist simultaneously and I can sit here and be like yeah you know for example okay uh you're really sad right now or upset right now but also like you you're kind of in the wrong maybe right and like being able to somewhat see things from both sides but no I do think it's been 
really like that's also what I would want, which we'll get there to your following situation with my partners. But um, <laughs> the, the I think that that is really beautiful to be able to have like your own individual relationships with your partners, with your friends' partners as well, because it's like, you know, I feel like Josh looks out for me too, you know, and that he's like, okay, well, you know, how is the relationship going? And, you know, he'll, like text me about like politics stuff and, you know, we'll kind of talk about that. But I do think that that's so special. And even though from the beginning I was like, mm, I don't know about this, uh, you know, he does, y'all are literally so wonderful for each other. And I love the Kit Kat coming full circle. Yeah, that was really cute. I think uh, to your point, I went through lots of relationships and some of them, I made the mistake of telling my family things prematurely. So that was not the smartest move. So let's say you're arguing with your partner. There's certain things that yes, your family should know, but not every detail because then it can just ruin the way that your family and your loved ones see your partner. Um, Mm -hmm. Once the relationship ends, that's when I like completely unpack everything (laughs) that has ever happened and totally surprise them. And they can't believe that I was with certain people. Um, yeah, but definitely, you know, creating that bond with your friends and I wouldn't know what, actually I would, I'm like, I wouldn't know what it's like to have a friend who's dating someone that I'm not a hundred percent, you know, (laughs) supportive of. It's not easy. (laughs) It's not easy because you always try, like I always felt. Do you want to talk about that? I don't care. Go there. If that's your example, if that's your example that's coming to your mind, use it. (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, Taylor had dated someone that wasn't, at the beginning, was exactly... Canada man. Canada man was someone that I thought was exactly what Taylor needed. And this person, Canada man, did check off all those, like, boxes that, you know... There's, Taylor and I are so different. So there's certain things that I'm like, I don't care about plants. I don't care about like, you know. But not- you do try with your plants. You're try. always like, Taylor, how much water do I give this? Yeah, and I was overwater them. But I mean, there's certain things that like you are really passionate about. And I'm like, it takes a unique person to be just as passionate mm-hmm. as Taylor. And there was so many things that you guys had similar qualities. And <laughs> there was a lot of things that you did not agree on. And treat the relationship in the same way. And that was hard because I always felt like I was a friend that did encourage you to see the positive side of things. Even when I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this sounds like really, it's, it's so maybe, you know, this is an isolated situation. Let's focus on everything else that he does bring to the relationship. And then once the relationship ended, it was more towards the end of the relationship. I think people's true colors start coming out because you're, you, you both mm-hmm. probably feel like this isn't working out and you've, threw in the towel prematurely and uh, it was our trip in Ottawa where I just felt like yeah I, I just felt like a sense of uh which literally would have been like right or like would have been like two weeks three weeks ago ish this time la- like yeah. last year yeah. yeah yeah well and to the point too of like being friends with your partner with your friend's partner like you didn't really have an individual relationship to be able to be like okay, this seems like a red flag or this doesn't or anything like that. So like you were trying to be supportive, but then yeah. I think it was like thing after thing after thing. And then you were like, Taylor, I don't know how to say this. And Josh was like, um, do I tell her this? 
Yeah, there were there were awkward conversations because when your friend is still in the relationship, mm-hmm. ultimately, no matter what you say or what you do, it's up to that person to realize yeah. what they want to do, whether they want to stay or leave the relationship. There have been numerous relationships that I have been in where my family never got involved, but they knew from the get-go, like, this is not for this is not a right fit for Vanessa. Mm -hmm. Eventually I figured that out on my own and I'm happy that I did because I think I would have been resentful towards my friends and my family if they weren't supportive of the decisions that I made. Um, But once those red flags start to come up, and this is for anyone that's in a relationship right now, you know at the end of the day what Mm -hmm. the decision is. Sometimes you just need that extra push from a loved one or or a psychic or I don't know, some other (laughs) person to tell this isn't, this isn't working out for you or, you know, this isn't the right person for you. Well, I think that's almost what, I mean, I don't want to go too much here into like past relationship, but that was, you know, everyone in my life almost except you had like put in an opinion on that relationship. And I already had tried to end it several months before it ended. And I tried several times, but like breaking up with someone is hard. And I was like, this is awkward. And maybe I keep trying. I don't know. Um, But once we had that trip in Ottawa and like you were honest with me about, you know, what you had observed and what your experience was um, with that person being there, I was just like, yeah, okay. Vanessa's, I know here to be supportive of me and of my relationships and this is not it. This ain't it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think it was also, you know, a combination of that, but also what felt like the universe sending me, uh, (laughs) (laughs) sending me like a symbol of, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do we go there now? I don't know. Yeah, let's go there now. There. Let's go there now. Let's go there now. Let's go there. Um, I'm like scared. I'm going to cry. Um, but then cry, Taylor. <laughs> Feel all the feelings. That's your line. I know, boo. I'm going to. I'm gonna. Why don't you walk us through? Because I don't know what people know already of your relationship. So Taylor met Zach a year. No. Yeah. A year ago. Over a, bit over, over a year. Ago. Yeah. So at the beginning of September. And um, I remember Taylor telling me that she had met this guy and how hot he is, but not only how hot he is, he's just like a really, he's just like a really good guy. And usually like if someone is really good looking, I don't know, like- Yeah, you don't trust it. Yeah. It's like when I first met Josh, I was like, I know you're a dick. I know you're a dick. He's like- Yeah. I'm like, you're a dick. When are you going to show me that you're a dick? And I'm like, wow, two years later, he's the yeah. nicest person I've ever met. Mm-hmm. So don't judge a book by its cover. Anyway, so Taylor found him really good looking. And this was at the time, around the time where you and Canada Man broke up. Well, we're breaking up. Had broken up. We had- were together when we were hanging on by a thread. Yeah. I had tried to break up with him the day before I met Zach um, at Fireside, um, which wish you had been there. You know, I love camping. <sighs> yeah, Camp Walden's my fave. Um, but yeah, we we met there, and then yeah, like two weeks later was when I broke up with Canada Man, and then. We just continue talking. Yeah, you guys continue talking now. Also, this, because I wasn't an open relationship, like uh, we had openness in that relationship too. Right. 
And I want to get into that because I was thinking about that the other day when I had first met you. I, I guess like when, because I'm someone who isn't wired to be, mm-hmm. uh, to want an open relationship or to understand it for me, um, I automatically think like everyone else is not in open relationship. And when I do hear that, I'm like, oh, I had no idea. Um, now it totally makes sense with like under completely understanding who you are and your belief mm-hmm. system and, and all that. It totally makes sense at the beginning. I was like, but does she really, is it a phase? Like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you met someone who is on the same wavelength as you, as much as mm-hmm. Canada man didn't fit you in every way. There were certain ways that really made sense with you guys. And with Zach, it, all the ways that Canada man made sense for you, Zach is, and more, which mm-hmm. is so incredible. Cause I remember thinking like, ah, oh, is she going to find someone who loves plants? Like she does. Is she going to find someone who appreciates food as much as she does. Like all these little important things that really make up who you are at your core and values community. I mean, uh, I was going to call him Josh. Cause he doesn't remind, Zach does remind me of Josh. Josh Zach is someone who is so attentive to your needs and mm-hmm. It's something that, you know, like that's what you do in life and it's something that he's able to give you. So at what point did you realize this is someone that I really want to pursue a relationship with, whether that's, well, let's talk about the open relationship. So you knew that you wanted to have an open relationship with him, but at that point, do you, did you feel like I want to be in an open relationship to him and be committed to him? Like, how does that work? So... Well, first, like, when did I know that? Like, literally our first conversation. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, but, I mean, for me, it's like my preference of style of relationship is monogamish, is to be consensually non-monogamous. Mm-hmm. Um, so within that, yeah, you can still be committed to a partner. So, um, you know, in the last relationship, yeah, we were committed and I I like, I don't even want to use that relationship as an example because I felt like there were a lot of boundaries that were broken, which is bound to happen at some point, potentially there's always risk of that because people aren't perfect. People are going to make mistakes. But, um, you know, I think in terms of like a positive example of being in a not monogamous or consensually non-monogamous relationship, I don't feel like my last one was a good example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think going into the relationship, our first, con- my first conversation with Zach, I was like hit in the face with all of the things that I was told were unrealistic of me to ask for in a relationship like point blank told not just like mm-hmm. hinted at but that I was explicitly told that I was by former relationships by former partners yeah yeah, yeah. that I was asking for too much mm-hmm. that it was unrealistic of me mm-hmm. to ask for and here he was this man and literally our first conversation which was like several hours we just stood there talking to each other um where yeah, all of those things, the kindness, the empathy, the attentiveness, um, the care, like just it, it all presented itself. He had such this warmth and I tried to avoid him at first. Cause I was like, Mm-mm. oh my God, what? Ah, ah. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, because he was so fucking, oh, he's so hot. He was, 
So Taylor will call me hot. almost every day describing how hot Zach is to me. And I'm like, yes, I've heard this. And I like just and the day before and the day before. <laughs> but also Zach is just like he came to so I remember when we were when I had my um contest at well, Hudson's Bay. Hold on. Okay. We're I feel like we there. should go I feel like we should okay, go okay, okay. somewhere in chronological. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Well we're almost there because yeah. Yeah, almost there. But I mean, so basically met him there. Our first conversation, I find out he's vegan. He doesn't drink. He likes cats. He likes plants. And he's interested in poly open relationships. And I was like... And he's smart. And he's motivated. And he, was, he was smart. He had a beard. And I was like, oh yeah. my God, what? And so we talked a bunch. And then he basically like didn't leave me alone the whole rest of the conference at Fireside. He's like finding ways to come up and talk to me. And I talked about this in our breakup episode where I recorded that episode at Fireside with Saul about mainly focused on interdependence. And when I was finished, it was really cold that morning. And so I tried to go snuggle up on the blanket because I was there with Canada Man. And just this like outright refusal to share the blanket with me or to cozy up with me. And I, like, I tried several times. I was like, I'm just really cold. Like, it's really cold. Like, can we, can I snuggle in here? And he was just like, no, like you can, you know, get your own and just like wasn't and I was like I just like recorded a live podcast in front of a bunch of people and like then after he did that I was like I'm annoyed and I walked away and like sat down by the trees and then Zach had also came up and then we chatted again and then he just like wouldn't leave me alone and it was very obvious I'm sure people from the conference will listen to this people who attended and yes it was very obvious because he we couldn't stop talking to each other. I remember the year before when we met Canada Man at camp. And I had just shut my pants that morning. You did? And I was late. You were. I was late and freaking out that I was going to miss your live podcast. So I was running with like... I was Shit, running and then I saw Canada Man and I was so confused at that moment because I'm like, well, why isn't he at the live podcast? Why isn't he there like listening to Taylor at the live podcast? And I asked where it was and he would just point like, he didn't really direct mm-hmm. me. He just like pointed towards a direction and I was like, Shit, I don't know this property at all. Let me just yeah. go north which mm-hmm. I thought was straight anyway. So I just, I started running and I think he only came towards the end of the podcast and if you meet someone for the first time and you're really into them, like that was an indication that opportunity for him was more important than what your um, trajectory mm-hmm. was for your career. That's yeah. How, I don't know, that's how I felt. Well, and I know, I, yeah, I know that that super rubbed you the wrong way. And for me, I was kind of like, yeah, I mean, slightly like disappointed and thought it was weird that he didn't show up, but was also like, he doesn't owe me anything. And like, we weren't, you know, discussing about being in a relationship or anything like that. But I think it did show to the like attentiveness that like I then over that year was like conditioned to not expect and to not feel deserving of. And so even the attentiveness that, you know, obviously is like a fucking basic you should have in a relationship for your partner to be attentive and engaged with you was like right off the bat with Zach. And I was just like, oh, like he cares. And he's like interested in this. And like, and it was so different for you. And you were questioning that. And I remember you getting in your head about it and Mm -hmm. kind of needing the reassurance and 
he was doing everything he needed to do to give you that reassurance, but because it was lacking in previous with the with the plural yeah. relationship, <laughs> that's, uh, it was hard. It was hard, and I get that because that it was very different being in a relationship with Josh was very different for me because I wasn't mm-hmm. used to being noticed and being acknowledged and having yeah. my needs and my career, you know, drive Matter. being, yeah, uh, an importance. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's like, <laughs> it's, I remember, so after that we'd had our first sexcation and that was in Montreal with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've talked a little bit about sexcation. I have a whole highlight about it on my Instagram. Um, but we just were like, okay, you know what? This is long distance. I was coming out of the relationship and we were just kind of like, you know what? We just like really want to fucking ravage each other. He wanted to at camp, but I was like so scared of him and I like ran away from him. Uh, <laughs> and now looking back, I'm like, damn it, Taylor, you should have fucking gone for it. Um, but he, uh, he came out to Montreal and this was where you were going to say something about also when Well, you- no, there was two trips. So he came out to Montreal and yeah. we had, so we celebrated my birthday a month after my birthday. But <laughs> yes, it was at the end of a, October. It was a still a major celebration. That's when um, Josh had met him for the first time in Montreal. A yeah. lot of I was my- so nervous. Do you remember that? I literally yeah. was diarrheaing. Yeah. I was like, sh- I was so nervous. Yeah. He, she was so oh nervous. God. And then he also met... Because he was also the only person that didn't know anyone coming to the dinner. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God. And then my friends are so... I mean, they're incredible. Yeah. So they were so welcoming. And he he just... He fit in perfectly. And then we went to karaoke. And I think that's when we all really bonded. Like, I never <laughs> saw Josh sing anything. And that... Like, the guys yeah. were singing together. And it was so incredible. And he just... I'm really excited because now I can like share those, uh, some of those stories. I don't think I did before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he was in some of my stories. That's why. (laughs) And Yossi's and like some, like all of my friends, but that was an incredible, um, Mm. introduction to your world. And what really hit me was when we were in Toronto. So I thought you were going to say the parking. (laughs) The parking. At Mount Royal or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. He was obsessed with my dog. No, the parking. I think that was like a moment for Josh. Where Josh was oh, like, he offered uh, to... <laughs> Do we want to get into that? It's kind of sad. That- I know it is sad. It's so sad. And this was where like I struggled to accept the niceness. Yeah. So we parked our car. We went, we went for a walk on, uh, in, in Mont Royal in Montreal and Zach walks to the parking meter and pays for our parking, which wouldn't have happened in the previous relationship that Taylor was in. So we were like, oh, wow. Attentive to, you know, just little acts of gratitude. Appreciative. Yeah. yeah. Was really nice. And this is in no way shitting on anyone that you dated before. Like everyone that you dated before was, it, it, you dated them for a reason and you loved them for a reason and it didn't work out for a reason. So this is just to, sometimes you 
you notice things that people are doing or not doing based on someone else that you previously were with or your friend was with. Anyways, I really did appreciate that. But Learned I, a lot. Yeah. What I really did appreciate is when we were in Toronto, I was at a competition to win $25,000 for my nonprofit. Yeah. No better you. Little plug. That is what right. That? Mm-hmm. And Taylor was on my team. And Zach, I would look up every now and then and Zach would be filming us. And rooting us on and telling us, like, how many boxes other people put together. So, like, how much time we had left. And him and Josh were, like, bonding over the fact that we could possibly win $25,000. And I was like, wow, that is so incredible. Like, he had no motive behind being there other than wanting to be supportive and encourage us and, you know, Mm -hmm. be our little cheerleader. So that was was really nice. Yeah. Thanks, Zach. Yeah. Well, and that was, um, that was like our second sexcation, I think in Toronto. And yeah, I recorded a ton of podcasts when I was there in his office space and it was super, or maybe that was the second one. I don't remember, but yeah, just had this like uh, very, um, very supportive nature to him. Yeah. He has a, reminds me of Josh in so many ways. Cause the one thing, the one way I describe Josh is he has a very calming presence. Yeah. And Zach has a very grounding and calming presence too. Very warm presence. Yeah. But then sometimes you struggle because he's so fine. <laughs> <sighs> it always, yes, it always comes back to how, but he's just, he's a <sighs> good man. He's a yeah. good man that I probably should start following back on Instagram. <laughs> Okay, so Vanessa, let's everyone, talk through this. Everyone listening to this will relate to me. A friend, I'm someone who's like super hardcore, but I'm like a thousand percent more hardcore when it comes to being there for my friends and my family. Like I will stand there and take a bullet for the people that I love. <clears throat> and so what happened was... <laughs> what happened was... What happened was Taylor and him were talking and then things kind of fizzled and I was really upset and I took a Why break. were you upset? And I was like, well, I'm following him on Instagram. Like, that's my way of being like, kind of, it's weird, but we do go through moments where we want to either like delete text messages or pictures or people on Instagram and it mm-hmm. kind of just clears up the space in your mm-hmm. or in your energy. And I was like, well, if he doesn't want to be with her, then I'm gonna, or doesn't want to take this more seriously, then i gonna unfollow him like that's my girl what do you mean you don't want to you know what is happening and until recently I was like well I gonna I guess have to start following him back if you guys are really serious and now I it sounds so stupid because I'm sure he probably doesn't even notice Zach I love you um but it's I guess it's my way of being like you're approved and it's so stupid and juvenile like Instagram really who gives a shit Okay, I'm going to follow him back right now. <laughs> I'm so petty. I love it. It's great. I, I appreciate the, the support there. He did um, wish me a happy birthday, and I haven't gotten back to his message yet. I haven't um, read his message yeah. yet. I saw it come through. Well, when we were going through our calendar and, like, putting things in our calendar, he was like, oh, yeah, like, isn't it going to be, like, Vanessa's birthday? And I was like, oh, yeah, it is. And so I included that in our Google, in our, like, Google calendar. Aww. And so he, like, would get a notification. Uh, and then, yeah, 
He's he's very sweet. We are chatting um, about you on the <laughs> podcast now. LOL. Heart, 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 heart. <laughs> heart, 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 heart. Oh, oh let goodness. me press send it and press send. Um, anyway, a lot of people are probably wondering, do you have a thing for Canadian men? Um, or do you have a thing for, for like foreigners? How you can call them? (laughs) Foreigners? They're they're not from the States. No, I think honestly, I think like it, it's fucking, it's fireside. Like, yeah, you're right. It is fireside. Yeah, like I (laughs) went to Fireside Conference two years in a row at Camp Walden and first time met Canada Man, second time met Toronto Lover. And like those are really, I mean, I've had some, uh, a few like smaller hookup type things um, in those two years. But I mean, for the most part, yeah, those are like the only two people that I've been with that are Canadian. Um, but then I have like a ton of Canadian friends like you and a bunch of other people in Toronto. Um, so it's not, it's not like I'm intentionally like, where, where can I find me a Canadian? Like Vanessa is more like here, this guy, he lives in Montreal. And I'm like, Vanessa, I'm not moving to Montreal. (laughs) I'm trying to get them to move here. Uh, it's not going to happen. It's so beautiful Montreal. here. Look how sun, look at the sun on my face right now, Taylor. Yeah, and then you're gonna have like 50 inches of fucking snow, <laughs> which is like no, thank you. But then that's when you go up to the cabin, which you love. You make snow angels. You go snowshoeing. Make fires. I'm sure he knows how to make fires. He does. He does. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. So I'll are you guys? Visit. Are you guys official? Official? Yeah. Oh, so I don't I don't know if I told you this. What? <laughs> That's impossible. You share everything but, with me. <laughs> I know, but I don't know that it was like really clear. Um the day that he asked me about like being his boy being a uh, boyfriend and girlfriend was uh the day that Josh proposed to you. <laughs> Wait, I think you did tell me. Yeah. Josh. <laughs> The day that you proposed to me is when Zach asked Taylor to be his girlfriend. Yeah. Zach in the... You Can just... I say Instagram? Okay. Zach in yes. the... <laughs> when this episode airs... Okay, so for everyone listening, this is October 1st. Zach is getting here in two days. And oh, by the time this episode airs, I will have already posted him. Um, so yeah, his Instagram, Zach in the Wild. Yes, his name is Zach. Yes. Zach yeah. in the Wild and Tay Mocha sitting in a yeah. tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First comes, are you guys going to get married? <laughs> I didn't see that one. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Why would we get married, Vanessa? Because uh, why would you not? Do you be- okay? Do you believe in marriage? Is my question. Well, I believe that marriage—it's a—it's le- literally—it's a legal document. Yeah, right. I think. I mean, you can make a commitment to each other, and that doesn't have to be a, in a legal form. Um, but I, I do think. I mean, this is this is my thing. You're in a relationship. You're married. You're whatever. Your common law. We have these titles for things, right? Like I'm in a 
relationship. I am married. But and we have like our traditional default definitions of what those things are, mm-hmm. but those are things that you get to determine that you and your partner get to create with each other. So, yes, I do envision myself getting married legally. Will my marriage be, he's the one and only person I have sex with for the rest of my life and we cohabitate and we're each other's everything's? No, not at all. So that's what I want. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's, does that not feel like a lot of pressure for you? Um, I mean, like, I think growing up, you know, you watch these movies and read these fairy tales and depending what kind of family you grew up with, or grew up in, you have this idea of what marriage is supposed to be. And looking mm-hmm. back, I'm like, yeah, that version of marriage sounded like a lot of pressure. The version that I'm in yeah. now and the engagement that I'm in with Josh now feels like zero pressure. It just feels so natural and organic and easy. Yeah. And whatever ends up happening will be equipped to deal with it then. And mm-hmm. I think... You know, I've, I've started by the, oh, you know this because you call me the day I started back into therapy. I have yeah. this amazing therapist in Montreal and we talk about things that I either struggle with. Like I'm really great at catastrophizing situations yeah. and not living in the present moment. And she said something one day that really stuck with me. She told me that um, I'm an intelligent person and that when a situation occurs and will show up, that I will be equipped and I will have the answers to take, to take care of it then and there that I don't have to think about the problem before it actually happens. And I'm like, I am Mm -hmm. smart. I will figure (laughs) it out. Like, how have I not thought about that before? And yeah, yeah, it it was, uh, it was nice to get that kind of reassurance, but my relationship with Josh is one that is, I mean, of course, like we argue and we have our differences and stuff, but Mm -hmm. I've never been in the, this kind of relationship where it just felt easy and real yeah. and organic. And I remember growing up, people would tell me who, you know, people who are really in love would say like, just find someone and make sure that it's easy. And when it's easy, you'll yeah. know. I'm like, it's always been so hard. Like, I know. One struggle after another, after another, after another. And I'm like, but is it me? Yeah. And then I really started questioning, like, I'm, I have yeah. to change who parts of me because it doesn't make sense that I... Yep every relationship is like this massive struggle. And listen, like there are areas that we do struggle with. Mm -hmm. We make it work. Yeah. No matter what. Well, you both, you both put in the work, you both put in the effort. And I think that's super important. And I totally relate to every part of what you just said. And I think that was like, you know, January, February time when mm-hmm. um, I was explaining to Zach and, you know, I talked about this in my birthday episode too of, you know, I don't want to continue to invest financially and emotionally <clears throat> in this long distance relationship if we don't both have goals of blending. And that is a big thing. That is like a, what? a of blending. Like of living in the same place and of like having actual commitment and not just out of, I mean, it wasn't like our previous, you know, September to January sexcations were out of convenience. Those were planned. Um, But that I just wanted it to be more intentional if I was going to continue to invest in it. And to me, it felt like 
you know, a worthwhile investment because everything felt so easy with him and that I just so naturally felt comfortable. And granted, at first it was like, it was uncomfortable because it was like, well, he's so nice. And like, this feels like so safe that I was like, oh my God, I haven't felt emotionally safe even like even to the point where like sexually I'm able to open up even more and like talked about this in a few other episodes of like um just stepping outside of my comfort zone sexually with him and feeling like holy crap this is like actual physical like manifestation and outcome of like actually feeling safe with a partner Mm -hmm. and it just having that natural flow to the relationship like makes such a freaking difference and that's also part of what like does make me feel scared about like sharing it too just because I'm like but it's so special and I just want to protect it with like everything It's so funny that you say that because I was looking through, Josh wrote me this incredible, he's so great with words, he wrote me this beautiful yeah. letter for my birthday. And I, oh, I know he's good with him. words because that initial message girl was... Oh yeah, you know, he, he's just great at so many things. So I keep all the cards that he's ever written me in yeah. a box, well, in like an envelope. Mm-hmm. And I was reading through, I, so I put his birthday card of this year with all the other letters and I was reading through everything that he, he's written me. And, um, one of the letters was talking about how we, how we had struggled through something. And he's like, I just want to go back to our bubble. I just want to go back to that safe space where it was just you and I, and not the outside Mm -hmm. noise. And it's, it's so true when you are in a relationship and some people, and I don't know if it's like fear of commitment of like coming out and saying that you're in a relationship because like, there's like certain expectations that come with it Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then you feel exposed but if you can yeah. feel and create that safety nest with your partner and create that imaginary bubble with them, mm-hmm. then who cares about posting it on Instagram and like having other yeah. people know about it? You guys had a year to work on your relationship, to really get to know each other. Um, yeah. And a year of long distance is not easy. Mm-mm. not easy. I always give it six months long distance and then figure out where you, you guys are going to be living. And you guys yeah. made it to a year to figure it out. And where are you guys now? Uh, well, the plan is he'll be here for about two months. And then from there, who knows? Our goal is to be in Vancouver together. Our goal is to live together, yeah. to move in with each other and be in Vancouver. So, I mean, the border's closed still. Who knows when that's going to open back up. Um, but at least you have a goal and you know that if that's yeah. plan A doesn't work out, then you'll figure out a plan B. Yeah. Well, in August, our, our goal was three to six months more of this and then of like in hopefully three to six months of having a place in Vancouver together. So, um, I don't even know how many months it's been now. That's August, September, October. So it's about October is like three ish months. So, um, definitely still have a lot to figure out, especially as just like the world is, you know, all over the place. But, um, to you remember, I'm thinking about my first, cause you were just talking about letters and notes and stuff. And my first letter, that I got from Zach. Do I remember? Your, I, I I know about the the most recent one that you got. I don't remember your first. The very first one no. was with you. What? I was with you. It wasn't really 
<laughs> Remind the nap- me. The napkin? Yeah. No. What? <laughs> How do you not remember this? I had to get my, my socks. It was the socks. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. When you, when you went back to pick up your knee-high socks? Yeah, that you thought was so ridiculous, but I'm like... No, I don't that was it. Taylor's way of, of wanting to see him one last time. I was no, like, because I promise you... all the way back to pick up your socks that I can buy for you. No, because I don't misplace my things and I don't lose my things. I'm very like, this is the only child in me that's like, no. It's also the frugal in me that is like, mm I have those. I'm not spending more so money many, getting I another one. I had so many socks. Do you not know how no. many things I have that I could have given you? But it's not like those, it's not like that pair. And they're from H&M and they were yeah, my, fi- they're my favorite thigh high, favorite thigh high socks. And I wear them all the time. Uh, and this wait. was at the end of October. Anyway. We had to drive. So basically Montreal's like, there's traffic all the time. And we live in one part of the island and Taylor's like, no. And it was like winter. It's like, no. He texted me that like I had forgot my thigh highs. And then I was like, oh, do we go get them? You know, does he bring them? (laughs) And then he like dropped them off underneath her apartment building. I like the convenience store thing. Oh, yes. But wait, you had to go back for something else too, didn't you? No, I don't think so. No, because y'all were like, we're not driving you over there. I was like, okay. Yeah, for a pair of socks. I mean, I love you, but for a pair of socks, I was like, mm. Yeah. Well, it was yeah, also okay, like, yes, we want to see each other again. Oh, okay. But like, there I want to no- reenact this. I want to reenact this. So I'm upstairs. I don't know what I was doing. I was in the kitchen. And sometimes like, I never know if Taylor's laughing or if she's crying when she makes this face. So she walks in, she, she knocks on my door. So I open the door and she's like, ah, nah, nah. and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what happened? And she's like, good. and I was like, oh God, I thought something bad happened. And she, she does this all the time. She'll FaceTime me crying. And I'm like, oh my, my heart sinks. And I'm like, <laughs> Who do I have to kill? And she's like, he left me a note before he left. And I'm like, he sent me flowers. <laughs> and I'm like, Taylor, call me happy next time because you scare me every time you do that. Well, I am happy. I am happy I know, in that. I know. It's just, it scares me when I pick up the phone and you're, you look so sad. But it's like yeah. a sad, it's a happy, I know, now I know. Now I can it's just, distinguish between your happy tears. It's just like an overwhelmingly happy cry. And like the the socks thing, that was their first sexcation already. He was just so affectionate and it wasn't like, uh, he was, it, it was just so great. And, you know, you know those moments, again, this is like, this is the fairy tale. This is the all the movies replaying in your head that have conditioned you to think this way. Like, y'all know the thoughts I'm talking about. So I go downstairs to go pick up the bag. It's like in a brown paper bag. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like coming out of this relationship where like literally couldn't even get a card on my birthday. Nothing. I, I could not have a single moment of just like celebrating my successes, celebrating doing my putting on my whole first live podcast event here in Seattle. Like nothing was 
like, let me care for you or like, let me make you feel special even on like your birthday, which is the day that is supposed to like exclusively be to celebrate you. So it was like, I had this thought of like, oh, like, that'd be so cute if he like left something else in there. Like maybe he like wrote me like a cute note or something in my brown paper bag with my thigh high socks that he dropped off for me. And then immediately it was like, no, like you've been told, explicitly told to check your expectations on things. And, you know, like, sure, that'd be sweet of him to do, but like he probably didn't. And like, you know, an insecure part of me also being like, maybe it really is just a sexcation to him and he doesn't like feel Mm -hmm. anything further or anything like that. And... Um, when I was in the elevator coming back up to your apartment, I like peeked in (laughs) and I saw a napkin with pen on it. That's the best feeling. And I couldn't, I could, I I couldn't even look at it. And I just immediately Uh, started bawling my eyes out. And then that was when, when I came in and I was like, I can't read it. You need to read it. (laughs) That's the best feeling. Yeah, it was, it was so nice. And I feel like it was hard then to be like, how do I accept this niceness? Like this one thing that both you and Josh have been very good at reminding me is like, this should be like basic. Like these are the basic things that like should be happening anyway, which like logically I know. And like for you, I would know, right? For any other person in my life, I would know. But when it comes to you and when you have been in verbally and emotionally and even physically abusive relationships, it's you have to like re rewire your brain, re, rewire your brain. Yeah. And I've like, as I've processed this relationship with him so far, it honestly feels like a, oh, I'm totally blanking on the word now. It feels like a, um, what is the word? Describe it. Like it's a, blessing <laughs> like a healing but it's a oh. re a re what reincarnation no rebirth re no. like a re i can't even think i've i've said this so many times and i'm totally blanking on it now but that it feels like a healing like it, it almost heals feels like a healing experience to like mm-hmm. date him because i've I'm consistently, you know, I was, I had made a dentist appointment and I was like, oh, like going to the dentist already freaks me out, but like plus with COVID. And I was just like, it was a few days before and I was just like, oh, I just really, I'm really like, I don't want to go to the dentist coming up. And like, it just gives me a lot of anxiety and I just feel like, I don't know. I just don't have like a good feeling about it. And he immediately was just like, oh yeah, like that does sound like really uncomfortable. Like, you know, it sounds like sounds like maybe you need, want to cancel it. And I was like, what? What? Because in my head, I was just like expecting him to just be like, Taylor, like you're going to be fine. Like just go and do it. It's not a big deal. Like, come on. Like, you know, and I was like, wow. And then afterwards I like called him like a few days later and I was like, that just like really meant a lot to me that you just like were supportive of me and like didn't make me feel like I was a burden or that my feelings were a burden or that, you know, it was out there, but that like you supported me trusting my gut instinct on something and like that, that said a lot to me. And it's really hard to not bring in your past 
relationship problems or insecurities into your new one, but then it also helps you appreciate that person and probably helps validate the person that you're dating even more. Like if these little things, just being able to say thank you to the person that is doing them for you, or not even just doing it, just the way that they are and being able to acknowledge who they are and thanking them for who they are Mm -hmm. helps you build your relationship. Yeah. I'm a big fan of like anytime you're thinking something positive about your partner, share it with them. Mm-hmm. I like was there's told, no... Yeah. I was told once that um, in a relationship that I was miserable in, um, that I wasn't highlighting the things that the person was doing right because I was in such like a mm-hmm. really dark state that I couldn't see the good things. It was just a lot of the bad and a lot of the bad were happening, granted. So... Mm-hmm. Um, everything that past relationships and partners have told me I needed to work on, I feel like I finally became this version of myself that's like so well refined to be in the relationship that mm-hmm. I am in now with with Josh, where I do yeah. the things that maybe I wasn't doing in past relationships, and I like I look back and like shit I should have, and it was a lesson that I learned, and I. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for the person that I wasn't able to show up in that kind of way, but it takes two, you know, like you can be, you know, you're the person that you are and how great of a partner you can be. But if you're paired with the wrong person, all your bad mm-hmm. qualities come out and that's really yeah. Not fun. Yeah. Well, and finding a partner too, that will continue to hold you in a highlight, even when you're not holding yourself in a highlight. Yeah. And that was like, honestly, one of my biggest takeaways and something like Rob, those of you that listen to podcasts know he's my chosen father. I love um, Rob. And uh, he, that was like one of my biggest takeaways from my previous relationship of like, even when you're not holding yourself in your highest light, right? Like maybe you're struggling with anxiety. Maybe you're struggling with feeling insecure, whatever it is. Maybe you're really nervous about something and you're not showing up as your best full self, mm-hmm. that you still have a partner who still sees you in the best light and wants to uplift you and wants to hold you up high in that is like the goal. Um, And I feel like you definitely have that with Josh. And I feel like I do have that with Zach. And I think the beauty of this as well, you know, we talk about past relationships, but as you said, you do learn so much throughout that, but then also finding someone that you can grow with, right? That you're going to continue to learn things in the present relationship where you might struggle, where your partner might struggle, where past things will get triggered. Like that's not, that's not out of the question. You're not a robot. Things will get triggered from past relationships, whether- Or even from your current relationship, things that may have happened in your current relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. From like previous, like earlier on in your relationship, from different phases of your relationship. Absolutely. And being able to be with someone that like you can process that stuff with and still feel like even in times of conflict that there's safety there, right? That you know that your partner doesn't have ill intention on you, I think is so important and has been just like so helpful for me. But um, I'm so happy that you and Josh are where you're at and it makes me so sad I can't be there to like celebrate things with you. Um how, where, where are we going from here? I mean, are you wedding planning like now? No. I mean, I have a whole Pinterest board <laughs> set up of ideas and things that I find pretty and whatnot, okay. but. No, like trying on dresses yet, right? 
Because I, I know think I would cry no. if I wasn't there. I know. I don't. I, I, I wouldn't even know where to go or when to go because I don't know when we're getting married. If I'm getting married in the winter, then my dress would be very different to true, a dress true. that I would be wearing in the summer. I have no idea. But it makes me sad that you're with someone that you feel so good around and we can't double date. I know. I know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Especially because, like, we did have, I feel like, such a good time together when we were in Montreal and in Toronto. Like, when when we were in Montreal and we went to, um, uh, we went out to dinner that night, too. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, like, just so sweet and so nice and, like... I don't know. I noticed I showed up differently because I didn't have the same kind of like <sighs> anxieties as I did like in, in past relationships. Like he's so easy to be around. He's so respectful. He is engaging. He's smart, but he's not like arrogant. Like he just is so fucking great. I like, I, I think at the beginning of almost every relationship I've been in, I've been able to be like, oh, they're really great. I really like them because of this, this, and this. But like internally, there's been like, yeah, you know, like a little worried about that or like not sure how that's going to go. But like, you know, we're going to learn and we're going to like grow through it, you know? But with him, it's like, there's literally not a single thing that's bad about him that I could say after knowing him for a full year. There's yeah. certainly like pet peeves and that yeah, kind of a thing. You and, can work you know, on. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And you know, ways that he challenges me that are really great and ways that I challenge him that are really great. But there's no, like, he just overall is a fucking fantastic human. And so is Josh. Yeah. Ah, it's about fucking time we find some good men in our lives. It's great. We will have to do, like, a virtual double date soon or something. Well, Zach actually was saying that. Yeah, we're going to do our karaoke night. Yeah, he wanted to plan a double date karaoke for us. <laughs> and like, mind you too, neither one of them are like super like, I, know. I mean, no, so, someone actually did DM me asking um, what Zach's uh, Myers-Briggs was, is, mm-hmm. and he's ENTP. Mm-hmm. And I told him I'm, I'm, I'm INFJ. And he was like, you're I? And I was like, yeah, I'm fucking I. I don't remember what mine is. Mm. Y'all should do it. It'd be fun. Oh, yeah, we did it a long time ago. It's so funny because we were looking back at some of the letters that we wrote each other, and there was something that I had said in the letter that had bothered me last year. And reading it now, a year later, <laughs> I was laughing so hard, I was crying. I'm like, this sounds so ridiculous. I, we were both just finding it so funny. So if you're in a relationship right now and you're struggling, but you're with someone that you know that really loves you and you can see a future with this person because they're a good person, no matter what they do for work, no matter what they look like. Yeah. But they're good to you. Good to you and to your family. Then, you know, you really can, and and they're willing to work on the relationship. That was my biggest thing for me. Mm. And one of the things I love about both of Zach and Josh is that both. Did you have that internal burp? That was Taylor's. (laughs) I was thinking about like as it happened, I was like, uh, I just took a sip of water and I was like, is that gonna come through? Uh thank you, Vanessa. Um but 
that they both had previously, before meeting us, had experiences in therapy. Yeah. And that to me, I was like, oh my mm-hmm. God, yes, you've been to therapy. Yep. 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 And they value that and they, they understand yeah. the, yeah. Josh was the one that encouraged me to um, find someone in Montreal because mm-hmm. my therapist was originally from LA and just the time difference. Yeah. And then also like getting charged in US dollar was like super expensive. Yeah. And I found someone that I haven't actually ever met in person because of COVID. She's super yeah. old school and doesn't do FaceTime. So I do it over the phone and it's so liberating. So I take my pad of paper out, I write notes mm-hmm. and it feels like I'm on a podcast with her and she really describes certain things, uh, why, mm-hmm. you know, you feel anxious or feel unsafe and how the frontal cortex is connected to the blah, yeah. blah, blah. So I learned so much from her and mm-hmm. it's not a, I think, you know, anyone that's listening that has never done therapy there's so many people that I talk to that I'm like try it out like it's just it's so liberating to just say what's on your mind and understand why why do I feel like this why am I reacting this way or why is this person reacting to me this way whenever I say this and that Mm -hmm. um but also being validated in your feelings too because especially for folks who are coming from past relationships that might have been abusive like just being validated Mm -hmm. and being like not made to think that you're a burden or to question like everything about yourself or about your needs or what you do, um, I think is part of what can be super helpful there. And yeah, yeah, I'm super happy for you that you've gone back to doing that. And I think we have less of those conversations now. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't pay Taylor ever, but I paid her in love and phone calls. (laughs) Yes, yes. With your beautiful, beautiful friendship that I'm so incredibly grateful for. And Same, boo. It's just like, it's crazy when you really think about it. Like, we met four years ago in a limo on a reality TV show. So, I don't know if people know this, because someone asked me recently, how did you and Taylor meet? And then I started describing it and how Taylor and I were the first limo. So, Mm -hmm. the show didn't actually... Show. Aired in order. Yeah, they didn't air it in order. So we were the first mm-hmm. limo. Um, Taylor was before me, I think. Yeah. It was you, then me, then Raven. It was, well, it was Corinne, Angela, you, me, Raven. And mm-hmm. um, I just like, I remember, I just love the simplicity that you had. Like you weren't over the top, you know, you just showed up in like a simple dress mm-hmm. and were so honest about how your drink spilled on you. And I was like, oh my, my salad God. dressing, oh, your salad dressing, how your salad, yeah, which is worse, how it yeah. spilled on you. I was like, oh shit. Like, and then we we're singing in the car. Yeah. And um, so we bonded off of that. And then we get the rose and night one, you're ex- completely exhausted. I didn't even realize until like, oh, a little bit later that Taylor was sleeping under me. So mm-hmm. Taylor had yeah. the bottom bunk and I had the top bunk and we didn't choose that. We had to go around the rooms and figure mm-hmm. out where our names were placed. And it was Taylor and I on that bunk. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. It's wild. <laughs> it's really crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That a TV show brought us together. Yeah. Very. And yeah, that was like my first memory of you. You were like, I think, I don't remember if I actually said something to my producer or not, but I remember like watching you feeling like 
scene, feeling relatable, just feeling like almost a sense of relief because Mm -hmm. going into that, like I was fucking scared, you know, like we're all going to meet these girls and it's like, okay, are they going to be like looking at us as like competition and like be really catty and like, oh my God, what is this going to fucking be? And like seeing you the way that you were in the limo of just like jamming out. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I think I can fuck with her. And I was like, (laughs) I I, I, could have sworn I said something to him where I was like, I really like, she seems like me. And I was like, oh, like, yeah, I like that. And yeah, it's, it's really wild to think about and that it's been four years now. And like we've struggled and we've grown so much and I'm just like. So much. I know. And I'm so grateful for your friendship for so many reasons, but you, you are a reason why my growth was possible. You know, I was stuck at one point and I was in a really dark place and um, yeah, you really, you genuinely just want to see me happy and, and see me grow. And of I course. love you. I love you too. I always want you to feel like you're the best version of yourself and like you have all the support possible in the whole freaking world because you are so wonderful and you give so much. And, you know, it was just your birthday too. And I hope that you, even in COVID times, were able to see like how much people love you and how much you bring to people's lives because you bring a lot a lot of joy and a lot of love and so much laughter to people's lives. Like Mm -hmm. we've had so much fun together and now I'm going to cry and I don't want to (laughs) cry. Um, but yeah, we've had so many adventures and I'm like, just really excited to see, you know, in another four years where we are. Wow. So in four years, I'll be 37. (gasps) (laughs) What? And Wait, four that years. Right? Four, three, five, six, six, yeah. Mm. 28, 29, 30, 31. I'll be 31. <laughs> Maybe I'll be a Canadian citizen. Ooh, Goals manifest. Yeah, you gotta, but you gotta manifest, you gotta manifest quietly. You can't tell the world that. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm doing it wrong. Well, we need to do our own manifestation for your birthday because we've started this tradition that we're doing for both of our birthdays. Um, Started with mine and now we're going to do yours. So we're going to hop on off of here so we can debrief and... Manifest the shit out of our lives. (laughs) Yeah, manifest it. Um, Thank you for coming on and being vulnerable and, you know, just telling it how it is on the podcast as always. Um, We talked about No Better You, but uh, where can people find you? Where should they check you out at? So if you want to follow No Better You, that's my nonprofit. We help raise money to open sensory rooms in schools in Montreal. We're going to be opening up a school in Toronto, thanks to Taylor. She helped us win $25,000 for a school there. Um, so you can follow us at No Better You for Instagram, www.nobetteryou.org for our website. And if you want to follow me personally, please do because I need followers. Uh, <laughs> at Vanessa Grimaldi 30 with the three zero. Not because my birthday's on, not because I'm actually I'm 33 now. So yeah, because I'm born on the 30th. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, 
Go give Vanessa a follow. Even she literally has like quadruple the followers I need. I'm losing them every day. I don't know why. It must be the internet that's crashing. um, The internet is crashing. Yes. All right. Well, uh, that does it for us. Thank you, V. (laughs) Love you. Love you guys. All right, that does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for making it all the way through and keeping your ears, your hearts, and your minds open. It would mean so much to me if you could take a second or two after listening to this episode to leave a review on iTunes and let me know what you're enjoying about the show. I love reading you know, what your favorite episodes are, where you guys listen, um, and definitely feel free to share this with a friend. I mean, part of how we break down the stigmas around these topics is by talking about them, right? And, and sharing them with more people. So definitely share the podcast. Um, and again, really wanting to include all of you in this podcast. So if you have questions or you want to share a thought or an experience, please send in a voice memo to ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. And I'm really excited to keep having these conversations and uh, breaking down these stigmas. So thank you all so, so, so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll talk to you next time. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing whilst you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. Then cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing. Help save lives. And so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity.